The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. Welcome to the sixth podcast in a series of 12, The Ricky Gervais Show, available online with me, Ricky Gervais, Steve Merchant, Hello. and Carl Pilkington. All right. Halfway through after this then, Carl. Yeah. You enjoying it? It's all right, isn't it? It's had a great response. We're the number one podcast in the world. We've had uh, thousands of emails and messages, and it's just great to know that people all around the world are listening, don't you think? Yeah. It's great, isn't it? I should just point out, Rick, that we've had a few emails, including one from Mark Pavlidis, that says that some of the people listening on the enhanced podcast, so, you know, these, these fancy people, super rich people who can afford that one, apparently sometimes if they try to pause the show halfway through, um, it, it sort of freezes and they've got a problem restarting it. And he's saying that apparently you should, you should just hold down menu and select and that'll reboot it. So I don't know if you have had that problem. Hold on. Who's pausing? This show halfway through. I don't understand it. I can't believe it. This is like a book that you can't put down. What have they got that is better to I do don't with their know. time? I, uh, you know, uh, what can be better than listening to Carl's drivel and his stupid theories? Unbelievable. We've got a, a little email straight away, Carl, from Nikki in Beverly Hills, California. She says, Carl, you rock. I hate it when Ricky and Steve ridicule you. I checked out your picture on rickygervais.com. Although your head is not normal, mm. that's no reason to ridicule you. You look gimp, but I never judge a book by the cover. Cheers. <laughs> is that all you've got to say? Well, it's only because I've, I've got no air, though, isn't it? That's why it gives that effect. No, it's perfectly round your head. <laughs> it's perfectly spherical head. Your face is slightly too big for it. It always goes over the, almost goes over the sides. Perfectly round head. Um, pug little nose. Funny gimp eyes with no expression. Mm. Hang dog look. Um, like a little mouth, like a little lamprey, not formed, not human formed. The, the way your expression it, it is like you've had a lobotomy. Your head goes weird at the back, it's got a little nod in it, like a, 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 a it's, it's really strange, your face, and you're stupid. We've had a lot of emails saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he's just paraphrasing, but... Um, talking of emails, you know, uh, a couple of, I, don't, I can't remember which show it was, but you mentioned, Carl, that you'd, uh, you'd only recently seen a, uh, Chinese homeless person. Oh, yeah. And it really surprised you, because you'd never seen I've a never Chinese seen homeless before, person. No, and no. I actually went along with that. I, I, I've never, I've still never seen a Chinese homeless person. Well, that's, other than obviously people contributing monkey news, the, uh, the search for Chinese homeless people has been an, has been overwhelming on the, on the email. People are just, I mean, people are actually going out looking for Chinese homeless people. Now, I can just tell you now that there's a f few responses from Los Angeles, people saying there are quite a lot of Chinese homeless people over there because apparently there's a huge homeless community in, uh, in Los Angeles. So definitely if you want to see them, Carl, that's the place to go. Right. But um, we've had one from Vancouver, Canada, from a girl called Amy, and Amy herself is Chinese, and she says that she realised herself that she, she'd never really seen a Chinese homeless person. Right. And although she says that um, apparently Vancouver has the first or second largest Chinese population in Canada, she'd never seen them, and she actually went for a walk around uh, the Chinatown in her area right. looking for them, and she could not find any on that particular day. So, um, again, Canada, obviously not a place to go for a Chinese yeah, homeless. It, it was just a point though i don't want people sort of well hold on though wait well, i'll stop you there hello ricky steve and carl i live in new york city and have seen a chinese homeless person not only is he chinese but he is also a midget he's been living on the streets for the last 30 years 
He used to dress in rags, but thanks to a, a, a coat drive, he's now wearing a fancy Adidas jacket, right? Now he encloses a picture. Uh, he says he gave him ten bucks to take the picture, um, and I've seen it, and he's a little yeah, Chinese I, midget fella. I'm just getting a bit worried that people are going out there sort of looking for these. Because, well, it, because they, you well know, that's what you requested. No, 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 but all I was saying is, I saw one. I didn't start saying, excuse me, can you just give us a smile, I'm taking your picture. <laughs> Well, we've had mean? loads of pictures of people. I know, and it worries me a little bit. And I, I mean, it's not too bad about the one who took one of a little midget one, because, you know, he's, if he kicked off, it'd be quite easy to sort of hold him back. But I'm talking about fully grown. So is that your warning to people? Don't be taking pictures of fully grown Chinese homeless? Well, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, don't don't be messing about going up to strangers and that and, and annoying them and stuff, right? Maybe well, not. I think that's a good rule of thumb. Don't annoy them. Um, but I mean, but that is a hell of a sighting, isn't it? We asked for a Chinese homeless, and they gave us a Chinese midget homeless. Many of the listeners are aware, Carl, that you're sort of fascinated by by smaller people. Um, well, he's fascinated by difference. I think. Yes. I think he's having a go at people. You're not having, having when, a go. when you when you sort of stare at someone because they don't look like you. And let's face it, most people don't look like you. You're not having a go, are you? Well, like you say, first time I saw Steve, I was never never having a go. It was just, oh, that's different. <laughs> But, but, you know, like, you know, Steve, I was never having a go. It's it's just that yeah. thing of, oh, right, interesting. What do you mean? No, just, just you know, we've I've said before about when I saw yeah. Steve and what have you, now I've got used to it. And Steve's got same. used to it. What do you, what I you don't know, Well, I, you know my feeling with this. I don't, I don't really know where but, he's coming but from. But Steve knows it. I'm not having a go either. Yeah. Carl used to carry around a book that was called the top 50 freaks of all time. Well, it's interesting you should mention that because we actually had an email from Richie who says that he's, he's been a fan of ours for many years and he's listened to lots of the radio shows we've done in the past and things. And he says, of all the people you've discussed, Carl, in the past, including some of the people from your, uh, your you know, odd magazines, who would you most like to spend the day with of all those people that you've encountered? Um, favourite favourite of all? Well, certainly who you would want to spend time with, who you feel would be the most fascinating, the most interesting... You know, I mean, let's ju just recap on well, some of the- Pillow Man, the bloke with no arms, no legs, that can, um, uh, roll a cigarette with his mouth. Yeah. No? Not impressed with him. <laughs> That's not sufficient. What about the three-legged juggler? So, hang on, let's just recap for, for new listeners. This was a man with three legs? Three legs. Right. right. And, uh, it said his job, he became a juggler. Okay. Not using the, you know, the, the <laughs> gift that he'd been given. What would you, what, what are you suggest? Anything. Running. <laughs> swimmer. Uh, <laughs> just- you know, yeah. uh, but yeah, what, what are the there? others? What are the other ones? There was a picture of a gentleman who was fascinated by him. He used to play the piano. Oh, he's got a tiny oh, head, isn't he? Yeah, that's that. Um, that's the one who uh, he, he sort of ages fast, right? So like every other week, he's having a birthday and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, that was weird. He's not having a birthday every other week. His body's just aged, so it has the as the appearance, uh, uh, the, the his biology is sort of like like he's seventy, but he's only like fifteen. He doesn't. They don't have a birthday every week. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot! But yeah, I don't know about knocking about with one a long time though. That's only for a day. Yeah. Um. Suppose it depends what I'm up to. <laughs> <laughs> because if you know, if we're going out and about, the pillow man would just be a bit of a drag. Whereas, <laughs> whereas if you know, if you're going for a, a, a walk oh. across, you know, the three-legged guy, <laughs> ideal. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh. The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. Lots and lots of people emailing just 
with questions for Carl. People just want to get his opinion on stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you have questions for Carl, keep them coming in, podcast at com. We can't really reply to your emails, but um, we do read them, so we really appreciate them coming in. Um, just a couple of quick ones for you, Carl. Wendy says, if Carl had to eat the same dinner every day for the rest of his life, what would, uh, what would he eat? She's, she mentioned this because she was having Christmas dinner and, and it was a big, you know, she loves Christmas dinner. Uh, so the, the trouble with Christmas dinner, I mean, the roast dinner is the king of dinners and the Christmas dinner is the king of roast dinners. Yes. But you can't have one every day. No, it's absurd. But they're, they're, It's brilliant. We it's, have three meats in our house. It's unbelievable. The yeah. amount of meats yeah. is, is just, just amazing. It's just, it's a, just a plate of meat. <laughs> it's just meat, With yeah. one Brussels sprout, one yeah. token Brussels sprout and the gravy. Oh. Um... You see, it depends, doesn't it? I, I, I mainly eat just so I keep going. I'm not that bothered about because I don't really taste it anyway. I just shove it down. <laughs> you're like a what? A you're dog. like a horse. But at what point did it become important that things were sort of you know seasoned or garnished to go with it and stuff? At the end of the day, we're all eating, aren't yeah. we? So you can move about and that, and you've got energy. But we need to know what we're tasting, don't we? Because we need to have certain things. We need sugar. We need salt. We, uh, so we need to know what they taste like to know we're getting them. No, but your body you, now we've got them. chefs. So leave that up to them to make sure. But we're getting I thought you salt. were talking about an evolutionary standpoint and how it evolved. Not there was a little. Do you chef think that's in likely? The- <laughs> <laughs> no, but leave it for them to make sure you know we're getting safe food. Um, I mean, to be honest, it annoys me the way people worry about food now and, and how how there's so much to choose from. I think it's got out of hand. <laughs> I'll watch. Any form of choice really worries you, doesn't it? No, you don't just, like choice. It, no, choice is good, but not too much. It's like with anything now, if you go into a, a toffee shop, there's like loads Sorry. of different... <laughs> Where are you going to find a toffee so shop? So you're, you're, you're in a fairy tale. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah you're, you're in a Dickens tale yeah. in, the, uh, in the 19th century. You're in Trek and yeah, you... Yeah, 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 you go into a toffee no, shop. What are you what's talking your point? You go into a toffee, toffee shop. shop. What I'm saying, you, <laughs> yeah. go, you go into a shop full of toffee shops. You've just come from stuff. the candlestick maker. <laughs> Right? You go, you go, oh, you go in there, and there's just too much choice. It's like what, and it, I, I can stand there up to like four minutes, sort of going <laughs> up to four minutes. <laughs> so specific. Four minutes. So he's in a toffee shop in a top hat. Well, he's only got going, four minutes. He's only got four minutes because you've got to get down to the pea green boat. <laughs> that he's saving off. Yeah. No, good morrow. <laughs> forget the toffee. Can I have some of your finest Oxfordshire toffees? So you'd prefer it was just one selection of toffee. That's all they've got. Well, maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is right. There's now too much choice. Whenever you get a menu in a restaurant, it's not like you don't just go, oh, right, what is the yeah, I'll have that. There's too much. It's like a book now, isn't it? And you look <laughs> at it all. And then you've got to that point now that people are even taking a risk when they're eating. What do you mean? Um, you know, in, in Japan or China or something, they're eating that fish <laughs> that if it's not cooked right, it can kill you, right? Yeah. Not worth the risk when there's so many other fish. Yeah, I agree. Why do, why have mackerel, they... have a bit of cod or whatever. <laughs> yeah, as soon well, as there's a risk, risk yeah. take it off. Take it off I agree. Menu. I totally agree. Not worth what, it. What, uh, we've got a fish that might or might not kill you. Well, um, is there anything that definitely won't kill you? Yeah, a bit of chicken won't kill you. Right. I'll play safe then. I'll have that. I love that. I love the chicken. That's what I'm saying. The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. But anyway, we were talking about <laughs> sayings and that. Um... Stitching time saves nine. Don't, don't, you know, I'm never going to use that, I don't think, anyway. <laughs> okay. Suzanne You're never going to understand it fully, are you? Suzanne repairs me stuff anyway. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't really matter. But what about the one, um, about the one in, in greenhouses and that? People who live one? in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Yeah. What do you, what, that, 
Does that confuse you? You've never understood that one? No, that's that's a lot clearer, isn't it? It's sort of saying, don't be chucking stuff about if you're surrounded by glass and what have you. Yeah, but don't forget, it, it's an analogy, it's a metaphor, it, it's not to be taken literally. It's not really just talking to people who live in glass houses. It's saying... Uh, 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 Hang on, sorry, before you say that, Rick, I just, I'm intrigued to know if he's fully got to grips with this. Okay. Just give us your explanation again of what you'd take that to mean. Well, just don't be chucking stuff about. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, if that was it, they just say no, no, that. No, no, but but that saying's been around a lot longer than we think. That's when people probably did live in basic glass houses and stuff. No, no, whoa, 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 what they mean whoa. now? Who has ever lived in a glass house? So this, they went cavemen went from rock to a nice crystal structure, did they? That, what, what are you talking about? When did people live in glass well, no, houses? What they mean now? When when that saying's used now, they mean sort of you know plasma tellies, <laughs> uh, ornaments. No, they don't. They're saying don't chuck stuff about because no, you'll no, break it. No, it's not about uh, damaging your own property. They don't mean you're inside the glass house throwing rocks inside your own glass it's house. It's a metaphor. It means don't be having a go at people if you yourself have got uh, uh, more to lose. Do you know what I mean? It, it means it, it. It could be. It could be anything. Don't don't start a war where you could come off bad as well. It's about how fragile your situation is. If you live in a glass house metaphorically don't throw stones at someone else because when he throws it back at you your house is more easily damaged than his again metaphorically it doesn't mean that if you're living in a glass house or in a house with other precious objects you don't in your own home throw bricks about because that would be a very specific audience that I was trying to reach that phrase I mean let's be honest okay. what kind of a mental you know case? what I think we've got the crux to this right? I, I think I can answer right, right. Carl what is an analogy? Uh, it's sort of like a little story told quickly. <laughs> isn't it? It's it a is little that, story it? told quickly. Right. To what end? Well, it depends what the story is. Okay. Give me, a, give me an analogy. Well, for me, I thought a one with the greenhouse. Yeah. Right? Um, it's no, it's a greenhouse. It, before it was just a glass <laughs> house. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then a glass house. Okay. All right. You, do, do what I mean is that glass house is metaphorical. <laughs> it's about the fragility of your situation as compared to your aggression or your... You see, uh, I, I just prefer sort of, you know, what you say is what you mean. So people in who live in a glass house have to answer the door. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I mean, because, you, you, because you may be a genius, because I don't get that. People who live in glass houses have to answer the door. Okay, let him, let's hear his explanation. Because the people knocking at the door will be able to see you, because it's a glass house. But what, eh? But you literally mean, don't you? There's no analogy there or metaphor for you. You literally mean, if you live in a glass house you and someone knocks the door. the door. So there's no, there's no hidden meaning there, is there? Well, no. Couldn't that also? You, don't, you have to add a number of other things. Uh, another other caveat. Surely, if you live in a glass house, don't walk around naked. Yeah. If you live in a, <laughs> th these are literal. See, if you now you could you could actually make that into quite a nice uh, um, uh, uh, saying there because if that meant if someone said that to me and they weren't a shaved chimp, right? <laughs> if they said people who live in glass houses have to answer the door, I think that means oh yeah, it means that um, there are no secrets. You can't hide behind anything if you're if you're very open if you've chosen to be totally open all the time you can't go back on it so people if you wear everything on your sleeve if you shout around and you tell the truth and you can't go back on it they can see they can see through yeah, you it can mean that as well yeah oh okay. <laughs> that's handy 
But uh, just the idea that in your head there are you need that there should be sayings for people who live in glass houses. Who is it that's living in a glass no. house? Well, it, I, I'm not talking about it. It's just that if everyone else is bringing up about these people who are living in glass houses, let's let's get to the real problems they've got. He <laughs> <laughs> still hasn't got to grips with the idea of the no, metaphor or the simile. People who live in glass houses should live near a glazier. Right. Well, here's another saying, right, that I, that I learnt recently from a mate, right? Um, well, there's an elephant in the room. <laughs> okay, I, don't, I haven't heard that one, but explain it to me. It's like, um... When you when something's going on in a room, right? But no one's mentioning it because everyone's a bit too sort of. But in a way, it's better that it's out. It's like how you know you. Whenever we go out for something to eat or a drink or something, mm. it's normally after about five minutes the sort of topic gets onto the shape of my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, right? I can't resist the shape of your head. Right. So you're you're happy. It's talking not just about the shape it. though, is it? It's the state of it as no, well. What I'm, what Outside I'm, and in. I mean, it's a fascinating <laughs> little objet d'art. <laughs> his what, head. But what I'm saying, it's re- perfectly round. Uh, it's got no hair where it should have, um, and it's oh, hollow. <laughs> <laughs> the features are slightly too small for the face. Yeah, no, unbelievable. No, but what I'm saying is, it's interesting. <laughs> now, like, I'm the elephant in the room, right? Nobody's talking about it. You mention it once, suddenly it's a talk of the town. <laughs> it's, it's what I mean, everybody starts joining in, going, well, yeah, it is round, but it does suit you. And these are people who I don't even know sometimes, <laughs> and they're all dipping in. And that is an elephant in a room. <laughs> so you you don't want people to discuss the shape of your head or the or the lack of hair? Um, you would feel better, you would feel happier that they didn't mention that? Sometimes I think it's better that it's out there. It's made me a stronger person, though. It's the same way, you know, we are talking about religion and that. Samson Delilah, yeah. he got weaker without air, mm. whereas with me, I think it's it's made me stronger, because, you know, it's almost like it's treated like a disability, everybody's sort of mentioning it and talking about it, what's it like having a bald head, and, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's made me stronger. But would you ever wear a wig? Um, not really. What I was mean, a long wig like Samson? Well, the only time I wanted a wig was when I did jury duty once, wasn't it? And it was annoying that I was sat on the jury, right in front of, like, these criminals, right? Everybody else has got disguises. The judges have them wigs on, right? That's not disguises! It is a disgu- that's a disguise. That's why judges wear them, right? So no! Well, then why did they print their name in the paper and have a picture? What do you mean it's a disguise? Well, it's a disguise, isn't no, it? No! If it was a disguise, they'd go in with one of those um, glasses with a nose and the beard attached if it was a disguise. All judges would look like Groucho Marx if it was a disguise. Well, th- I'm just saying that's that's what annoyed me when I was sat there on the front row, right? I couldn't have been any closer to the criminals, right? <laughs> I was sat there and I thought... Why didn't I just pop a little wig on or a pair of glasses? <laughs> I would have loved to have seen you in the front row at Crown Court. No, because I would love to see it because uh, in this country you're not allowed to show pictures of jurors. Uh, you can't take photos <laughs> in a courtroom, so there's always these sketch artists that draw drawings, and it's on the news. The idea that we'd have seen eleven people and a sort of crusty the clown figure would have been amazing. Yeah, oh, uh, uh, I would love to see the uh, the artist doing a view because it would be like complicated people. Oh, hey, he looks into character for, and then just a little round head. Charlie Brown. <laughs> Carl, you said that your New Year's resolution was that you were going to learn something every day. Yeah, Have you learned anything today? If, if I can. Uh, today, like, 
I don't know the full facts of it, but... Could I just say that when someone says they learn something new every day, that doesn't count if they forget it the next day. <laughs> no, Because that would be Groundhog Day learning. Well, the thing I learned today was about an octopus. Oh, Go yeah. on. What they can do is, um, you know they've got eight legs and that? Yeah, They tentacles. can They, they can use... They can use... <laughs> six of them legs to cover their head so they look like a little stone and use the other two to run off. <laughs> right? But that's he's, think, he's thinking of Squidly, did Yeah, he? it's a Disney image in his yeah, head, isn't he's it? thinking of pink. But, but, uh, anyway, uh, but, but anyway, that's, that's you know, So that's he's not pink singing thing. a song in your mind and <laughs> running off, yeah. No, but anyway, but something else I learnt, right? Um, it's, it's mainly about animals and that because that's yeah. normally quite interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's a chicken somewhere. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And Specific. The, and the owner of it was getting <laughs> fed up because, you know, he had to feed it and that. Mm. But it embellishment, wasn't, embellishment, guesswork. No, come on, let's hear it. It yeah. wasn't giving anything back. No eggs. No eggs, right? So he was like, oh, "I'm sick of this." Anyway, someone told him, "Pop a little axe next to its little house, right?" So when it comes out in the morning, thinking, oh, "I'll have another lazy day doing nothing," right? <laughs> he saw this axe, and suddenly it was like, "Oh, right." Next for the day, chop, it, thought, yeah. it laid about six eggs. It's rubbish. Through it's worry. it's rubbish. Quick. A chicken wouldn't recognise an axe as a threat. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be able to reason that. Oh, um, I better start working, or I'll be. I'll be meat. I better. Start. It's absolute rubbish. Once again, it's this ridiculous thing you got that that one personifying animals uh, to, to 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 reasoning powers better than yours. I mean, I think, you know, you, you you make chickens and monkeys cleverer than you in your stories, which is weird, okay? It didn't happen and wouldn't work. Next. What, <laughs> what else haven't you learnt today? No, well, as always, things like that always get me thinking. What right? else haven't you learnt today, no, he's got his, no, his mind's working now. This Go on. Has got his yeah, mind so working. that's rubbish. Well, do you think, then, that it's worth looking after animals, then, if, if there isn't any memory? If they don't know what's happening anyway... You're always going on about don't be cruel to things. Well, yeah, why would you be cruel? The, there's one thing uh, about imagining chickens can reason, and because they can't be cruel to them. Why does it matter whether an animal can reason or not for you not to be cruel to it? The reason I don't like blood sports isn't the fact that there's a fox missing, it's the, it's the psychology of the people that get off on seeing an animal ripped to pieces. They wouldn't like it if it was a robot, they wouldn't care. They, that, for some reason, in their psychology, they like, they like this sport. Why does it have to be a sport? They're not culling, they're not putting things down for a good, they like to see this no, no, fox ripped I, I, apart or a bull tortured for their own pleasure. But That's why it should why would you ever want to be cruel to an animal, whether it can reason or not? No, no, no. I mean, I don't mean really cruel, but I mean like, like there's an advert on that's that's on in the you know in Britain, advertising some supermarket, right? And it's saying, you know, we look at before you know we kill our chickens and what have you, they have a great life. This is yeah. like the voiceover, and you see happy chicken, yeah, and it's going, uh, we give it a good little house to live in. It's got straw, yeah, it eats good, yeah, and then we kill it. Right. Yes, but that's better, isn't it? Well, no, I don't think it is, though, is it? Because at the end of the day, if I was that chicken, right? <laughs> I'm that chicken, loving my life. I can't believe me luck, right? Well, we'd be pleased, because at least he'd be able to do the show, and we'd have so, some interesting <laughs> conversations. Yeah. So, there it is, right? Wandering about, it's got its nice little field that it's working on. Yeah. It's got its nice food and everything. But it's going to die. Yeah, we're all going to die. But then, if you were like a rubbish chicken, that had like a rubbish life, you'd be going, oh, kill me. Carl, <laughs> <laughs> they're not thinking what's going to happen tomorrow. They don't know that they're going to get they're going to get for the chop, are they? A chicken's not going, I'm fed up with this, I can't wait for that axe to be used on my neck. Yeah. 
Well, that that's another. Th- now you've mentioned the cutting off of an head, right? Yeah. On the chicken, that's something else I've learned. Right. It's like a pinball, is mine. Amazing, isn't it? Ding dong, bong dang, ding ding dong. Oh, Ed, ding ding, chicken, ding ding, ding, ding head off, ding dong. No, no, right. But um, this was in a proper science magazine as well. Right? Yeah. So you can't have a go. This wasn't something on the internet. This was printed in a so? magazine. You read it, okay? And what was it? And Is here, it? and here comes the filter. It's going to come out nonsense, right? Well, you could have Professor Stephen Hawking sitting there whispering stuff in your ear, and it could all be true. But when you said it, gobbledygook. <laughs> well, let's see then. Let's see, right? This what they've done. They've done another experiment, right? Yeah. They've cut somebody's head off, right? <laughs> and you know how they used to do it in the olden days, where they'd put your head in a stock, cut it off for whatever reason, right? You've done something wrong, right? Yeah. And the question that everybody used to talk about in the village was, you know, oh, I made eye contact with it, right? And it was a bit worrying because he was looking at me and he looked fed up and that. Right? Now he's dead. So they've put a bit of work into this and they've they've done it again somewhere, right? And they've worked out that once when, when the head comes off the body, yeah. it stays alive and that no. for 30 seconds. Well, no, they they don't know that. They can never know that. No, they did it. They did this no. experiment. What's alive? The What's head. alive? But the, well, yeah, no, it, 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 uh, there's loads of issues here. One, no one's experimenting with human beings cutting their head off, Carl. Well, two, mm. no, 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 no. So you read no. this in what Executioner's Monthly? This is yeah. in no a two, proper... Carl. It's what your definition of alive is because you can be alive and have no conscience. No, no, but this is this is where it gets weird, right? Yeah, it's where we, this is where it gets weird. <laughs> you talking about it? So the head's off. Right, yeah. and what they did was they chucked a load of questions at him. <laughs> <laughs> all sanctioned by the government. Yeah, this is yeah. all fine. So the head, the head lands perfectly on the neck and goes, <coughs> "What do you want to know?" And <laughs> it, said, it said, "So they're asking questions, and it's going." Do you know what? To be quite honest, I don't answer, answer your question. I'm a little bit annoyed about the execution still. Well, that that was the interesting thing. They said it's about no, it's not. It didn't happen. Carl. Let me hear. Oh, don't talk. Let shit. me hear it. What are you talking about? Who are these people around in white coats going, quick, ask it a question, it's bleeding. Right, so they said for about 25 to 30 seconds, the last five seconds it is sort of like, can't be bothered answering them. (laughs) (laughs) Right, but apart from that, but apart from that, that, they were were chucking stuff, I don't think it spoke, I don't think it was like, yeah, two and two, four and stuff, it was more, um, it was to do with blinking. So blink once if you say yes, blink twice. So So I told it, it said, listen, when you die you're probably not going to be able to talk because your jaw's going to be on the ground, you're not going to be able to open your mouth, if you do you'll fall over backwards and hit your head. Now listen, blink one for yes and two for no. Yeah, right, yeah, not too bad, is the axe nice and sharp? Yeah, you're talking shit again. (laughs) <laughs> you promised to do it? Yes. All yeah, right. well, yeah, yeah. The thing is, they wouldn't be able to do it with you, because if they cut your head off, it would just roll. It would roll away, because it's perfectly spherical. They would go, oh, no, there's Plus, no... Plus, oh. it takes about 20 seconds, whenever you ask Carl anything, for the <laughs> yeah. question to process, and for him to start to formulate an answer. Anyway, if, you know, if, you've, if people listening and that, if they learn anything that's amazing... Yeah. Send it in because you know because it'll come out gobbledygook when uh, Carl tries to translate it. Interesting facts is what we're after then. Plus, also if you've got any questions for Carl, if you just want to see how his mind works, um, then you can get in touch. with Or us. whether po- his mind works. Indeed, we've any doctors, that. psychologists out there. Podcast at rickygervais dot com. Yeah. That's how to get in touch. Carl, it's what we've all been waiting for. Oh, chimpanzee that monkey news. Right, well this one sent in from uh, from Sam in New York, right? And it's about a fire that happened, right? In a really, do you know like in New York, they have loads of big buildings, don't they? Mhm. Right, really really tall ones and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And um there was a fire in one of them, 
right? So they did as expected. They called up, you know, fire brigade and that. They turned up, right? Uh, fire engine parked up. It's like, right, where's the fire? And they said, oh, it's on, like, uh, floor 100 or whatever. And they said, oh, no, we've brought the fire engine with the short ladders. <laughs> Stupid mistake, but go on. Right. So anyway, so the fire's going and that, and they're saying, is there anyone in there? They go, I don't know, there might be someone up there, but, we, you know, the telecom's not working and stuff. Who do you think might be up there, Rick? I don't know. But just a woman, I imagine, just a woman or a child. Is there a, is there a, is there a fireman that could climb up a building <laughs> okay. at all without a ladder? That seems unlikely, but go on. Go on. So anyway, so they said, well, how are we going to get up there? Yeah. Yeah. Right. We can't. But they've only brought the short ladders. No, we can't. Let's go home. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Forget that it. was uh, monkey news. So, uh, so they said, well, there's a lot of, like, grippage. Because <laughs> they, they made up words, the uh, fireman, yeah, the NYPD fireman. <laughs> there's a lot of grippage! On the yeah. side of the building <laughs> and stuff. So anyway, they said, why don't we just go and get a monkey, right? So they oh. got they got Whoa, a yeah, that's a bit that, of a jump. Is they that just, policy now in, uh, in in the New York Fire Department? Well, the, the, you know you've got to think quick, haven't you? At the end of the day, if people are up there, you don't yeah. you don't start querying if it works or not. You try everything that, that you can to, yeah. to help someone out, right? That's the first thing I thought of. Was it a monkey? So it was quicker for them to go and get a monkey than to go back and get the long ladders. Why don't they get Spider Man? Why they get Spider Man? Yeah, cool Spider Man. Yeah, cool Spider Man. So anyway, so they got they got a monkey down there, and they said, right, where did they get it from? We don't know from the local zoo or something. Oh yeah, yeah. So they said, look. Let's, uh, you know, we've got to remember there's, there could be someone up there um, right. and it'll shock them a bit if, <laughs> if, if, a monkey, out, if a monkey comes in, right? Yeah. So they said... <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'd care. Get if it their building's on fire, they're not going to yeah. go, oh, that's weird, there's a monkey in the window. <laughs> They'd be screaming, save me! Oh, there's a monkey. Oh, so, anyway, from them. so they said, right, we'll just get it a little small uniform and that, as far as you've got. <laughs> but, whoa, but hold on, though. Actually, where are you going to get that? I'm going back to the... Um, Going back to the uh, station, we'll get the long ladders way there. No time. No time. No, I, I no. bought the small uniform. I just didn't bring the long <laughs> <Yeah>. ladders. <laughs> You're an idiot. So oh. anyway, it goes up there. It's got all the kit on and what. It's yeah. got its little ardat on and all that. It yeah. grabs. Uh, there was there was like a little person up there. Manages to grab that. Not give a little. Who was up there then? It was just someone just a, that was just the right size for a monkey to be able to rescue, which is <laughs> handy. Because if it had been anyone else, like a larger person or a family, we'd all be screwed. Yeah. No, I don't know about the size of it, but it's just the story saying how like uh, it was quite a big, big monkey, and that it was good at breaking down doors. Oh yeah. Uh, it was good at climbing into small spaces and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Anyway, but it managed it's big, to, so it's big enough to carry a, a fully grown man, but small enough to climb through a. Uh, a cat flap, yeah. sure. So, uh, which is handy. So anyway, it managed to, you know, get Did the have person the on as well. It got got the person everything, and uh, now it says it, you know, it's sort of uh, it's on call if if they ever need it again. <laughs> sure, and if they ever get anywhere again and they've forgotten the long letters, but there's plenty of grippage, they just call for Coco. <laughs> <laughs> so that's this week's monkey news. Bollocks. The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. Well, I hope you enjoyed our. Our podcast there, another half hour of absolute drivel. I've been Ricky Gervais, with me, Steve Merchant. See you next time. And Carl Pilkington. Uh -huh. And we'd all like to thank those brilliant guys at Positive Internet for hosting this podcast brilliantly. Positive Internet, hosting the world's number one podcast. Here's DJ Reach Around. It is hard eating a knob. So what are you saying? You could I'm, I'm, I'm saying, like, I, I, I could eat a knob at night. 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 I could eat a knob at night.
nova